This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Behind the Influence, a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. Pro dancer, choreographer, a few stats for you guys. She has 1.4 million followers on Instagram, 1.3 million subs on YouTube. Not a small number there, JoJo. Mm -hmm. JoJo Gomez is in the house. Casey Rice, Sean Liu, Pro dancers and real life BFFs are in the house. Hey! <laughs> but we're here with Jade Shanoff, actress, dancer extraordinaire. We are so happy to have you here today. Thank you for stopping Thank in. Thank you for having me. But yeah, so the show is all about influence, and you are definitely somebody who has influence in the dance space. Not only are you doing choreography for some of the biggest artists, which is blatantly influencing what we see. You're also teaching people like this generation of dancers is coming up learning some of the things that you made up. Mm -hmm. And you have a platform of millions of followers who are also seeing that who can't necessarily take your classes or see you on tour. Yeah. So the influence is real. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. But it didn't always start out that way, did it? You were a young yeah. little JoJo. <laughs> not at all. It did not start off that way. <laughs> I'm actually from the East Coast. I'm from Massachusetts. And there wasn't much dance out there. I mean, I trained at a small studio in Western Massachusetts, but I was super inspired by Los Angeles and I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. I really wanted to pursue my career being a professional dancer. And so right after high school, I booked the first plane ticket and it's been an amazing journey ever since. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> oh, that was just like the short version. <laughs> no, I was just I waiting for you to ask me questions. Oh, yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> uh, what, trust me, I have lots of questions for you, but I will say every time you see somebody like you have this amazing come up, you think it's so easy, but there was a lot of hard work that went into it. Mm -hmm. Countless hours for you in the studio dancing, taking that big leap to after high school, get on a plane and go to a, a place where did you know many people in L.A.? I did not know many people in L.A. when I made my move. I left a lot of friends behind and my family because I'm originally from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So it's like all the way across the country. And yeah. I will say that I was really, really hungry and I had a lot of drive when I moved to L.A. I was the type of person where even though I was the underdog, I wasn't always like as dope as I am today. I didn't think I would make it because I was that girl that had to work extra hard. <laughs> Dancing didn't come naturally to me. I wasn't the most flexible. I didn't have the most technique, but I had a lot of passion and heart for it. And so mm -hmm. I had to work harder than everybody else basically I took like seven classes a day when I moved out to LA I went to so many auditions and I got cut from the majority of them which is like the whole part of the process but again I had to take so many classes I had to go to the gym every single day I had to watch what I was eating and as a Latin girl as a Latina that that was really difficult because food is like my whole life and when I moved out to LA I was like, oh shit, I need to go on a diet. I need to like have a six pack in order for myself to book this job or this tour, or dance with this artist. So it was like a smack of reality when I moved to LA. I had to let go of the bagels and the McDonald's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is like some music video commercial shit. I need to be on top of my body. And yeah, I also struggled with body image as well when I moved to LA. Again, I, 
I wasn't always like stick thin. I had to. Why, why did you feel that you had to be stick thin? I mean, you're you're a great dancer. I, some of my Thank favorite you. dancers, like JLo, to me is iconic. Love her. She wasn't stick thin. Where did you get this idea from? Well, when I moved out to LA, it, it is very shallow in our industry because every single audition that I went to, it was basically not about how good of a dancer you were. It was about if you had a, a six pack or if you could dance in a bikini. It was more about what you looked like and who you knew. And that was always really hard for me because I signed up for all these amazing dance conventions growing up. My mom spent so much money on my training. And when I moved out to L.A. and I realized, oh, my God, it's, it's more about what I look like and less about my talent. It really, really like tainted me a little bit. We have a lot to cover. Obviously, there's a lot to cover in the world of acting. Dancing is a huge part of your life. And it actually they go together at the moment. Right. Who knows if that will always be the case? I mean, you're probably going to star in movies that don't have you dancing or shows that don't have you dancing. (laughs) But it's kind of cool that you get to do two things that you love. We were actually just before we got started, we were talking about the Step Up series and how obsessed literally everyone in here is with the Step Up series. How could you not? How could you not? I mean, it combines dancing some good-looking people. <laughs> some good-looking people. You, in, you included, by the way, oh, in the new iteration you. of the Thanks. Step Up franchise. They've had a lot of movies, too, haven't yes, they? six. Six movies. Seven is coming out. Oh, my gosh. So, that's yeah. that's incredible. So going back to the very first Step Up, what were you, like, two when that came out? Yeah, somewhere around there, but I still had a crush on Channing. <laughs> Who didn't have a crush on Channing? I know, the whole world. Yeah, so we'll, we'll take it back because I think that's really interesting. You're not from L.A., but you've definitely made your mark on the dance scene in L.A. And obviously all the things we talked about at the beginning of this interview, you're on a really successful franchise series. Everyone knows the Step Up series. You, you're you followed by millions of people who watch you dance on your many platforms from YouTube to Instagram to Twitter. Let's take it back to before all this stuff happened. Okay. You're not from LA. Where are you from? And how did you get involved in dance? I'm originally from Park City, Utah, and my family actually all still lives there. So that's kind of nice. It makes visiting easy. I started dancing when I was about two. My aunt had a studio. It was called Marnie's Rainbow Dancers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely graduated from that, but my mom had me going there because she was teaching at the time there. And I just kind of got into dance at a young age. And my family, we were definitely middle class, but it was one of those things if we were going to invest in something, we had to put our full heart and our full energy and passion into it. So I was training in dance just for fun up until I was about 10, 11, 12. My brothers were doing football, so I had my thing. They had their thing. My dad was with them. My mom was with me. And I started competing, and as I was dancing, it went from, like, just running around in tutus to kind of really loving and understanding dance and for what it is. Like A lot of people think it's just movement. It's just having fun, but there's really something so liberating about being able to express yourself through movement without actually having to say anything. You can really leave all your emotions out on the dance floor, cheesily putting it. But it is, it, it, I kind of just fell in love and I kind of had a realization that I could make something more of it when I was around 10, 11, because I started going to conventions that were out of state every weekend to kind of train myself and see what else I could do with dancing. Because I think LA is one of those places that, every person that thinks they're the best from their state comes. So it's definitely a rude awakening. You think you're doing really good when you're in Utah. And I trained my butt off and I was always at every convention and I would go straight from school to dance until 10 p.m. Then I do have to do homework. So it's always been a grind and my mom had to work at the studio to pay for my dance classes. So it's never been easy and I, I don't think the best things are easy. So that's why I think it drove my passion for it even more because it wasn't something that I just got handed to me. It was something I had to work for and that that excited me. I've always been really competitive with myself too. So I wanted to be the best that I could be. And I've always been super dramatic. I always was like playing pretend when I was younger. So being able to tell stories as I was dancing too was perfect for me. And from there, I kind of got 
recognized by some choreographers at a specific convention. It was called the Pulse on Tour, and it had many choreographers that were working in the industry, like Brian Friedman, who choreographs for Britney Spears, and many other people. Dave Scott, who's done most of the Step Up franchises, and Chris Judd, Lorianne Gibson, Mia Michaels, all these people that you see featured on So You Think You Can Dance, or maybe if you see films, they're the choreographers of those, or tours, or anything like that. And I got the scholarship where I was able to assist them every weekend for a year. So I was up on stage with them helping and teaching the rest of the students. So that Wow. Really, How old were you at this point? I was 12. And I, at the time, I was actually the youngest one that- What were you doing at 12? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's take it back to where it all began for people who don't know the backstory of Casey and Sean. <laughs> who wants to take this tale- or one of you can start it, the other can finish it. You're so in sync. I feel like it could work. <laughs> okay, I can start it. So we started competing like seven to eight years ago. I had a separate studio and she had a separate studio and we kind of competed with each other. But then it was always like, just like, hey, hey, <laughs> you're good. You too. And then, and then after that, we started, when I started moving into like classes in LA and everything like that, I also saw her in classes there too, and so we always kept bumping into each other. But like when we first met each other, it it was far from like being like even friends at all. We were always just like like I admired her admired her as a dancer when I like first saw her on stage and everything like that. But I was never like want to grab some lunch. <laughs> well, also <laughs> guys, because we were like eight. I was just <laughs> yeah. gonna say for people who are not aware of how young both of you yeah. are, sixteen and seventeen. Yes. Yeah. When you met, you had to have been at the ripe age of eight and nine. Yeah, yeah. it was more like our parents were doing the talking. Yeah. Right, so like, you're not really necessarily being like, want to go to Soho House for yeah. life. <laughs> exactly. We looked at each other, and then we just hear our parents like, hi, this is my son, this is my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, but all in all, it was really just like we kept seeing each other a lot in, like, competitions and then in classes and all that stuff. So it was really just kind of this, like sign where i was like maybe we should just be friends and <laughs> see where that goes so had you seen the video of casey when she did is it work yes oh that katie did. didn't carry <laughs> katie perry Whoa. tweet that yes okay oh. when i saw that video today because i was watching it this morning just to you know go through just all the morning research routine i yeah. yeah well that's what i do every morning i wake <laughs> up i have Watch. my coffee then i do your yeah. routine to yeah, work yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> oh my goodness so talented. Thank How old you. were you in that video? I was 10 years old. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like when she does those like hip thrusts, like, oh, oh my, my God. God, those are like powerful. They were power. They were power. power. <laughs> and then Katy Perry sees it. How was it as a 10 year old? Honestly, I didn't really quite know what was going on at the time because I was so young. I just remember like one of my fans like commented on one of my random like selfies on Instagram I was like hey Katy Perry just retweeted your solo and I was like what and we all thought it was like something like it was a fake account a so <laughs> we went and did like the research and we're like oh no it's like the actual Katy Perry <laughs> but at the time I was just kind of like cool I, I don't I don't know what this means like I, I don't even know what, what do you is. do with this yeah exactly and my parents were like oh my gosh like this is for real and it just blew up and it was one of like the very first dance videos to actually sort of go viral so that was like really really cool and i got so many opportunities after that that's just been insane and it's a just transcender. crazy <laughs> being a dancer our our bodies are our temples and it's the first thing that people look at, especially back then in music videos, like without social media, how are people gonna know who you are? Like for the most part, dancers were only validated through the artists that they danced behind mm. and the, how big their resume was. And in order to have that, you needed to look a certain way. It was very, very shallow back then, but now with social media, which we're gonna get into, yeah. I feel like that has really changed my life because I can be well known for who I am and not who I've danced behind and I can embrace my body I can embrace my Latina curves and I don't have to like starve myself from my favorite foods I can no still please work out. God don't right no yeah. but I, I used to have a really unhealthy relationship with myself when I was just a dancer and I was going to auditions and fighting for these people's validation of myself so I was fighting for a door to open and then as soon as I decided to open my own doors and just not seek validation from anybody else anymore. It changed my life completely. I, I've always owe everything to my family, but every every time I come out here too, you it's it's different. 
LA is different. People are different and it's very competitive as well. So there's that little bit of, you know, competitive air between everybody, even when you step in a class and I was I wasn't used to it. I was like, Oh, we don't all love each other. Like, what is this? Oh, you don't like me because I'm good. Like, what does that mean? Like, I like you because you're good. It's just this big competitive thing. And you know, eventually those couple days turned to weeks, turned to months, and then I started being in L.A. more than I was in Utah. And I think around 16, I don't even have an official move date to California, but I think around 16 was when I was here more than I was Utah. Mm-hmm. And um, I roomed with three other people. My mom and I shared a, a room, a smaller room. You know how, like, when you get an apartment, there's the bigger room and there's a smaller room. We shared the smaller room with another mom and daughter, and were they also in the dance world? They were, yes. Mm-hmm. And I had met them through convention, and she ended up being one of my best friends. And we were roommates for seven years. Wow! So I just actually recently got my own apartment by myself. So like, I, I saw that on your, excited. I saw your little tour on your YouTube. Yeah, and I'm very cute. It's a home design, so I get to live <laughs> out that dream too. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you so much. But yeah, it was, it was, it's been a journey for sure, and it's been a long time. <laughs> I've had a long time to really get into the industry and figure out what I like in other dancers and what I don't like and kind of take all of those things that I think that I could do really well and mash them up into one well-rounded dancer. And I always say that I have so much to work on still. Like, I will never stop growing. And I think that's what people commonly have misconceptions about is people are like, oh, Jade, like, give me the secrets. Like, how do I get into the industry? Like... I, I want to book a tour, like, da-da-da-da. I'm like, well, you know, there there are really no secrets. Like, you have to do it from the ground up. You have to take classes. If you want to be booked by someone, you have to get in front of their face, take their class regularly. You have to study what they, what they like and what they book, and you kind of have to... Dancing is one of those hard things that you have to be a full package, so you have to... You know, you have to keep working out. You have to, you have to look. You have to keep yourself together. Your like body is your image, and it's your it's your selling point, which is, it causes a lot of hardships for I think everybody in the industry, females and males included. Mm-hmm. You are constantly being like judged and and torn apart because they're they want the full look, and I think that comes with this entertainment industry in general. You have to always be on basically and. It's been, it's you know, it's been hard because it makes people competitive. It makes people a little salty towards each other. And and you just have to really, like, seek out the people that are going to want to grow with you rather than want you to stay where they're at because it, it is it does get hard. And I think L.A. is, like, this big filter system. I always use it. It's like one of those those noodle drainers. You know, everybody comes in and they think they can do it and they, they really hope they can, but LA is so cutthroat and it's it's so brutal and honest and really only the people that are going to really be willing to take those no's and keep going and hopefully turn them into yeses are the ones that end up here. Was there a moment for you like a, a video got a lot of attention or somebody asked you to choreograph something where you were like, they're taking me seriously. This is something I could really do. Well, actually, when I think when I was 10, it was during like a competition. And I was like, I asked my the studio owner, I was like, hey, can I just choreograph my own solo and like try it? Mm-hmm. And the studio owner was like, no, you can't, don't do that. Like, it's, there's no point. And, and I was like, no, I really want to try. And she was like very doubtful about it. And I was like, OK, if I really prepare and if I go into the next one by myself, will you let me? And I was like, I'll even like, <laughs> I'll even compete away from your studio. I'll go independently. <laughs> and she was like, okay, fine. So then, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, choreographing like my own solo. And do you remember um, what song it was too? Um, it was so long ago. It was so long ago, and it was so brief. It was just like, like it was just a moment for me it, mm-hmm. that kind of like set off like this light where I was like, I realized that, you know, as I was choreographing, I was like, oh, no one knows me more than myself. So. So I really tried to push it out there. And then at that point, I beat all my other solos and I beat all like my other like routines that I did in the competition with that solo. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like something I want to do. And this is something that I want to share. And so then I started like teaching in any possible way I could, either in charities or in fundraisers or in just my sister's high school. And from that point on, it was kind of just like I want to keep doing this forever. So how did you... I guess just break. Believe it or not, it wasn't when I moved to L.A. Okay. It was in New York. 
when I realized what I wanted to do. My first job that I ever booked in my life was Beyonce. Oh, casually? I was still, right, I was still in the high queen school. The queen bee? The queen bee. It was, honestly, I was still in high school, and I was still in training mode. I had this great connection with this choreographer. Her name is Luam, and I was religiously taking her class. And she came up to me one day after her class, and she's like, hey, uh, are you available in the next two days for a job for an artist? And I was like, absolutely. I mean, I've never danced for an artist before, so this is going to be great for me. She did not tell me it was Beyonce. So when I showed up and I saw Beyonce in the rehearsal, I was like, is this for real? Is this for real? Like, I'm still in high school. I, I would be do homework. After. I would be like, where's Ashton Kutcher? Right? I'm getting punked right now. Yeah. And so, honestly, her kindness and how, like, her work ethic in the rehearsal and then the dancers that I was surrounded by, I just knew in that moment that I could do this. Like, little me, JoJo from Massachusetts, could make it in Los Angeles or New York or just, like, in the entertainment industry in general. Like, the, the passion and the joy and the adrenaline rush that I experienced while dancing for her was just unbelievable. It was for the Get Me Bodied campaign that she collaborated with Michelle Obama. Mm. I don't know if you saw it. I but did. It was, yeah, it was, it was so fun. You wouldn't recognize me at all. I look completely different. I had this, like, mousy, short brunette bob and it was just a mess i didn't have my look together i didn't know the first thing about what it took to be like a professional dancer uh, i was you, just training you, you booked it though i know you and booked. it was solely based <laughs> off of like my my like what that choreographer saw in me i worked really really hard and so she gave me a chance and just that experience alone dancing behind beyonce was something that made me realize that I want to do this for the rest of my life. And then when I moved out to L.A., the second job that I booked was Britney Spears on the VMAs. It was a Britney Spears tribute. And that I remember was great, that. Right? Yeah. That was, that was the Michael Jackson uh, Vanguard. Vanguard Award. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, and then we were introduced to the stage by Lady Gaga. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, JoJo. Right. How did you, I mean, yes, you're talented, but this is just three wins back to back here. Oh, I know. I mean, Lady Gaga. Right? <laughs> it was unreal. And again, I was still 17 when I booked that job. So it felt 17. like 17. What were you, what was everyone else out there doing at 17? I wasn't being introduced by Lady Gaga. Right? That's so, <laughs> so casual. And then, so this is on your resume now. So you have, at this point, at the age of 17, you have danced with Beyonce, maybe arguably one of the biggest stars in the world yes. maybe at that time was the biggest star in the world mm -hmm. and then you're dancing behind pop icon Britney Spears where do you go from there I mean these are iconic names so I'm assuming after you add these names to your resume is that did every door open or did you find some challenges still Oh my gosh, so many challenges still. Like I, I did have some great connections with choreographers who would direct book me on these great jobs, but for the most part, I went to a lot more auditions where I heard no. Hmm. And again, going back to my body image, I was I heard no just because of what my body looked like. And so And did I, you know this for a fact? People? Yeah, they would always tell me. They would be like, Hey, like they would pull me up to the desk and they'd be like, Hey, you're great, but you just need to lose some weight. You need to tighten up, you need to hit the gym more, but we would have hired you. And so that really, really it, it, it like motivated me, but it also created a really unhealthy relationship with myself. And I would starve myself. I, I would weigh myself like five times a day to see if there was like a slight difference. It was just really, really unhealthy. But a lot of dancers go through this as well. Um, I did have a lot of great experiences with the jobs. Like right after that, I danced with Justin Bieber. And that was just like so cool because he was like the biggest pop star hmm. at the time. But then right after that job, Literally the next day, what's my next job that I'm doing? I have to go to this audition and this audition. Sometimes I would go to three auditions in one day and I would get cut in the first round. Then the next audition I would go to that day, I would make it all the way to the end. And then I would have to wait a few days to hear. I auditioned for Rihanna mm. and I made it all the way till the end. And then they said that I looked too pretty. And I looked at them and I said, I'll shave my head. I'll what? do whatever. Because wait, was, yeah, wait, that bothers me. Mm -hmm. That kind of bothers me a little bit. They were bit. looking for more of an edgy look. They're like, oh, you, you, I think you're just like a little bit too pretty. You have a little bit too much of a like, girl next door vibe, and we're looking for an edgier vibe. And so I was very desperate. I was like, I know I can do this. Like, I'll shave my head. I'll color my hair. I'll make it purple. What'd they say? They didn't. I didn't get picked. It, it was okay. I was still young, and it was a learning experience, but... It, Again. But at the same time, I mean, to have all these people validating you, clearly you knew that you had talent and that, yeah. that you could take it somewhere. So even the no's, in a sense, if I heard those kinds of no's, it wouldn't 
per se discourage me totally because you know that it's not something I can change. It's, you can't change like if you don't look edgy to them, you don't look edgy to them, but it right. has nothing to do with your dancing. So I would imagine that didn't discourage you from continuing. I mean, it sucks. It sucks. It was something that bothered me because I can't do anything about this. Yeah. And I wish I could have. So, but you know, it's part of the process and it created a, it gave me a thicker skin. And honestly, when I got those experiences, when they came to me, because I heard so many no's, the yeses meant so much more. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's also these like two sides in the industry of in the dance industry specifically of people who love social media and people who hate it. And it's usually the older generation that doesn't really love it. But for me, in my eyes, I've always seen social media as a business tool, as a way to express myself and connect to people that I would never be able to without it. And I, you know, obviously it, it gets hard because sometimes I'm in class and I'm like, oh, I really don't think I did good, but I'm still getting called out because they want me to be in this video. Like, uh, I don't know. I'd rather not go because I don't want to be on tape today. I just want to train. I want to feel I've good always about wondered myself. about that. So I'm going to cut. I'm going to rudely interrupt no, you. So no. I always see these videos of like the playground. Is it playground yeah. or wherever? And, and there's one person dancing in the front and then there's two in the back. Like this is a really uneducated question I'm not in this world are you going to class that day not knowing that they're going to put you on tape and then they put you on tape how does that work so basically you go to class and you have about an hour or 45 minutes to an hour to learn the combo and then you kind of do it in groups and focus on that and then they'll end up calling people out 
So you have no idea if you're going to get called out. But is not. your goal to get called out when I you mean, go to class? When I was younger, it definitely was. Because it, it, at the time, it wasn't really about videos. It was about like getting seen by people. And well, I guess back in the day, there was no social media. Yeah. It wasn't There wasn't a pressure to be like, I'm going to go to class today. It was just purely class. Whereas right. now you go to class and you're like, my outfit needs to be on point. Exactly. My makeup needs to be done. Because right. if they call me out, there's going to be now a video floating around. Exactly. And I think that's what it's really hard with social media is some people don't like that pressure some people don't want the camera on them they just want to train they just want to be there to learn they want to be able to mess up and not feel bad about it they don't want to put on this show which I completely understand and I think there's definitely a balance and a lot of people are like oh Jade only goes to the classes that get filmed but I'm like no if you think about it you don't know the classes that I go to that aren't filmed because they're not filmed how are you balancing practicing and taking dance seriously and maybe going pro and also taking school seriously as well well at the moment we're both graduated from school <laughs> woo uh, but at the time it was tough like separating dance and school and also yeah finding that balance but we always like managed to do it and obviously school does come first but dance is also our passion and our love so it was just really finding that balance between studying but then also doing what we love to do it's also just kind of the idea of knowing that like school is a priority so because dance is our passion we kind of have to make sure that we get the school thing done first <laughs> and then you go into like moving with dancing because i feel like every time you decide to push school away when you have to do it and you start to kind of go into, you know, your passion, mm -hmm. you're always distracted by knowing that you still have to do school mm -hmm. at, like, at a certain point, you know. So it pulls away from that, you know, you giving that 100% whenever you are dancing. So for us, either if it was when we were on set or when we were uh, rehearsing or this, this, and that, it was always just making sure that we at least finish school, mm -hmm. that we, we at least had to finish what we had to finish for mm -hmm. school, and then we can move on to... You know, and in your <laughs> mind was what you had to finish was high school. Yeah. Were you taking school less seriously just because you had this career that you felt you could fall back on? Or was it the other way around where school was taken really seriously because you never knew where dance would take you? Oh, I felt like I knew where dance would take me. I feel like <laughs> I feel like in our case, I feel like we we kind of looked at dancing as like our guiding hand kind of thing. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we took school very seriously. And at least for me, my parents are very strict about making sure that like you know you had to finish this you had mm -hmm. to finish that otherwise you don't get to do this and that kind of thing so it was kind of like school was my motivation would dance get taken away from you you think if you started slipping in school oh for sure yeah. for yeah, sure for sure i think for dancing i just knew i loved to do it so since we kind of already dove our feet into like the real life world and the industry and everything i think that's just where our paths are taking us and at the moment I don't think like we want to study dance like at school because dance is more than just studying it it's also a feeling and it's something that makes you like feel good and makes you who you are yeah, yeah a lot of people say that your real life experience always trumps yeah right and yeah, I'm yeah. sure you guys are learning so much more actually doing the routines <laughs> and trying things out versus getting it from a textbook or yeah, yeah. I, I i just feel like the way that we approach dance isn't necessarily i guess you could say supported from like she said textbooks and from you know certain limitations i feel like for us we kind of look at it in a way where we're driven from like she said a feeling rather than it being a certain technique or a certain you know rule that you get from school so you may not necessarily have a specific brand but you are absolutely authentic yeah i would say authentic unpredictable unique so does that work against you to not have a specific brand do you think when it comes to booking where people don't know i think it used to when i was just a dancer but I guess I just don't really give a shit anymore and I, I just that. do whatever I feel. And whenever I create, it's not to fit a box or to fit like or to conform to the norm or to seek validation or an opportunity. I just kind of create to create. Mm. And honestly, when it comes out of me organically like that, then the the opportunities and the blessings come because whenever I create from a genuine place, that comes to me. Like the 
for, I don't know how to explain it. Like whatever you put out into the universe comes back full circle. That's 100%. something that I've realized. If I'm putting something out there that's not genuine and I have a plan like, okay, I'm going to, this isn't me, but let's just say I was like, okay, this song is popular and I want to choreograph for this artist, which is a strategic plan. But I feel like if I went out there with that intention, it wouldn't come back to me. So I have to be inspired genuinely by whatever I'm doing. It has to make sense to me. It has to come from a place in my heart, whether it's like it makes me feel sexy or it gives me courage to release that part of me. Then I feel like I gain more out of it and people in my audience will believe it more. I am so grateful and there's never like any any situation that I'm not grateful for. And But it's also important for me to showcase that it isn't always easy because a lot of people think that these people have these lives that are so grand and like once you have this, once you achieve this, you're going to be happy. But then once you have it, you're not happy and it's because you haven't really experienced the whole journey of it and there's always ups and downs this industry is really hard it's not like a steady income it's always job to job to job you never know when you're gonna book it so it's it's very high stress and obviously I'm so thankful that I'm not I'm not working a job that I I don't love I don't love to do I'm fortunate that what I do and what I make money from is something that I do love but it definitely is really hard and it, it's built for certain personalities that can can withstand it because it's as much as there's it's a small world and a small industry it's a very lonely industry if you come out here especially from out of state there's you people come and go in your life because things are always changing and people are always trying to be something else or, or interests contrast or conflict with them and I've had so many people come in and out of my life because not that I think I'm so successful, but I think my my confidence in the fact that I believe that whatever efforts I put in, I can always make any outcome that I want. And I, I know that one day I'm going to make it in how I want to make it. And it's always up to me. It has nothing to do with anybody else. And it's it's very intimidating to see somebody who's confident in their journey and confident in them and trying to love themselves because... If you don't feel that way, you, you you feel a little insecure about it. And it's hard to watch your friends get your dream job. I get that totally, but it's always been something that I've had to really seek out those people that are really going to support me and love me in every circumstance. And it's been hard because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to tell anybody that I got this because I don't I don't want them to feel bad, like, even though this is something I did work for. So it should be something that I should celebrate and people should also celebrate and instead of turn away from, be inspired by. And I find myself constantly inspired by my friends in all wakes of life, whether it be like my friend's on tour with J Balvin right now and that she's traveling the world, getting paid to travel the world and perform and do what she loves. And and to me, that's that's amazing. That's living the life. That's one stepping stone closer to what she wants to do and... It's just I, I, I want everyone to really like feel the love and the support in the community because if we create a community, people can grow so much easier and there's not just one spot at the top. There's room for everybody and I think that's something that people might think otherwise on but I've seen so many people succeed and I see so many people that put the work in. It might not come when you want it to but it always does come in some shape or form. That satisfaction, the the success that you always want. Where do you see the, the careers going? And maybe you have the same vision, maybe you have completely separate visions. Throughout the past things that we've done together, we kind of realized that it was far beyond dancing, obviously, like we've explained. And in order to achieve that, it requires a lot of like acting and it requires a lot of like soul and it requires a lot of like heart into it. And so I definitely hope for the next couple of years to kind of just seek into creating certain projects and certain films that will have a wider reach of an audience the world that that's much more than just dance that that actually may involve dialogue that may involve lines that you will need to say and hopefully it happens in theaters and that kind of idea obviously dancing requires a certain level of acting and i think that's where i kind of grew the love of acting from and to me, it's not so much acting because I feel like it just truly comes from a raw place. And I never, like when I dance or when I portray messages, I never want it to be portrayed as I'm portraying someone else. I want it to be 
that I'm portraying myself or someone else through who I am as well. So it comes out as real as possible. But when I do get older, obviously, like I want to get more into the acting world. And I think it's just really cool how you could dive into different characters and really create something out of the ordinary that you can't really do in reality. For me, my goal is to be happy, but Obviously, there's career goals that I would like to accomplish as well. And yeah, I think it always changes. I think. What's your current career goal? Ooh, to be a lead in a movie theater movie. So in a cinema that. I mean, I think worldwide. if we were to look at the trajectory, it seems like you're on that path, you I'm know? I'm really trying. Acting is a whole another monster well obviously you know what you're doing you wouldn't be booking series regulars you would just be you know dancing is incredible but you would just be in that one lane but you've kind of crossed over into bringing two talents together which and it's working for you right and I think something that I've learned from being in this industry and and because I started so young I think I'm starting other things young as well I I've really seen that I can't just be a one-trick pony I need to be an entrepreneur I need to have all of the, I want to be a business. I want to I want to do all of these things before everyone else thinks to do them. And I think that's kind of what I've always tried to do is to step outside what the norm is and to do things before other people do it to maybe inspire people to do the same thing. And for me, I am trying to use my social media to actually promote positivity and maybe address certain things that people my age might be going through or people need to hear or just little tips and things that I've learned from my life and and when I do these self-love Sundays I don't actually think I know everything and it doesn't mean I'm always great at the things I'm talking about but I always try to relate it to what's going on in my life currently just to make it something that other people can relate to Mm -hmm. so I want to start using my success per se for inspiring other people but then I'm also working on being a choreographing my own things and being a dancer and training but then I also want to be an actress and I want to do that and then I'm also integrating the fitness into me into my lifestyle and I have a fitness program that I've been selling to people and helping transformations with that and really learning about health and I'm trying to manage my money properly before you know, you never know what's going to happen. And so that's why I, I really want to utilize all the time that I have and and utilize the the materials that I have right now because we we don't know. Social media could die out. It could be a, a MySpace thing, and now it's not a big thing anymore. And it's... You're so evolved and already <laughs> uh, grasp that concept because I think so many people, and I hate saying influencer, but if you're an influencer and you are one, you have influence, it's right. just a fact they think this is forever and right. and they'll be and there's nothing's forever exactly so you always have to think five steps ahead 100 and, and it seems like you're doing that I, i'm really lucky too because my family works with me on my business side so my older brother he kind of is like my personal manager and he's he's always been so intelligent and he's really into business and marketing and stuff so he's been really guiding me and helping me with all these things and he always tells me that jade like you can't just be on, on, on Instagram. You have to really project yourself all over because once something's gone, like what's left? Will you still be remembered without that? This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. So at this point, you're what, 17, 18, you're dancing for other people, you're loving life, you're getting yeah. some really great opportunities. When do you switch hats and become a choreographer? At what point did you decide that's the lane you were going to drive in for a while? I love this question. So I was at a point... I think I was 19 and I took, I think I was on my way back from an audition. It was a Nicki Minaj audition. And I remember we didn't even dance. I just had to stand there in a thong. And they had to just look at my butt to see if it was stop. Like they made all of us turn around and they all just stared at our butts. I think it was like the Anaconda music. Video. I was, I swear, yeah. on baby Jesus, I was about to say, don't tell me it was Anaconda. Yeah. Cause I, that's the only song I can imagine that they would actually give a shit about your ass. Not yeah. saying it's okay. <laughs> right. But, but I remember I was like thinking, when the hell am I gonna dance? When the hell are they gonna ask me to dance or just like freestyle? When are we learning choreography? And we didn't. We just, stood there and they just looked at our asses for the longest time and then I got cut and I remember driving home that day like did they seriously just need me to wear a thong and not dance like I literally just went to an audition when I didn't show my talent and it was only about how big my ass was and how firm it looked and I got cut and so I just got really discouraged and not only was I discouraged I also it lit a fire under my ass and I was like you know what I'm going to create my own opportunities. I've worked too hard. I know so many amazing dancers who are so talented and can create their own opportunities. So why can't I do that for myself? And so the day that I decided to open up my own doors and create my own lane, that was when my whole life changed. I took advantage of my social media. I took advantage of my, my potential. And I just completely started from the bottom and I worked my way up. I started teaching little kids. I started sharing my experience in the industry with them. And I realized that I have a passion for people and helping others throughout my passion of dance. So I started teaching and choreographing more, realizing that I had this burning desire to create because I always was an assistant. I was a dancer that learned choreography. I was always like this robot that learned choreo. I paid my dues, earned my stripes of being a professional dancer. And then I realized, wow, I want to create. I, I can make up choreography. I can do concept videos. I, I believe that one day I could choreograph for artists. And then I just decided to go for it. And I made a lot of people upset by doing that. I remember there were some mentors of mine that were like, why are you, what, why are you transitioning into choreography when you should still be auditioning? You should still be assisting. And I remember thinking... Why would my mentors not want me to spread my wings and fly? There's definitely power in in social media. I'm sure you guys Ooh. both know that already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can book jobs over other people because of the millions of followers <laughs> you both have between yeah. yourselves. I think the biggest like thing about social media, and I, I usually say this, is that it's like it's obviously one of the greatest things ever, but it's also one of the most dangerous things ever, you know? Mm -hmm. Because what you put out is how forever. you yeah what you put out is forever and it's what people hold against you and what people use for certain gigs and everything like that but i think the the biggest thing is when you do get a certain job based off of who you are on social media is that you almost have to prove to your like at least you almost have to like prove to yourself that when you're doing the certain gig it's not coming from it's not only coming from who you are on social media, but it's coming from what you're actually capable of. Yeah, I feel like social media has definitely impacted our careers so much because honestly, without it, I don't think anyone would really truly understand 
the dance industry, yeah. like all in all, because most of our resumes are on YouTube or on Instagram. Yeah. And I think that's one of like the more positive sides of it is that we get to share with so many people what we love to do. And if they love it as well, that's like a bigger plus. But for us, whenever we post something, it's because we truly love it and we truly think it represents who we are. And that's why we use social media the way that we do. Um, we don't use it to get clout, as you sh- mm. as people say. Mm-hmm. I hate that word. <laughs> oh, um, oh. I, I, I could never hear get clout ever again, <laughs> I'd be okay. Yeah, but like oh we use it to just show who we are and social media has grown so much and I feel like so many people are more aware of dance now than mm-hmm. they were years ago. And that's one of the coolest parts because dance has become incredibly huge around the world. And it's a form of communication in a way. Yeah. Uh, people communicate through dance, through their bodies. And that's really, really cool. It brings people closer from all over the world. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've always believed was that I have the power to create or manifest any opportunity or any job or any goal in my life. And I've always really tried to hold on to that. Most importantly, I didn't want to change who I was. And I think I was raised an amazing way and shout out to my family because they always taught me that it doesn't matter how much you have or where you're at in life, like it, down to the T, like it matters if you're a good person. And I think when you have good karma, good karma comes out into the world and you get you get gifts and, and successes back because what you put out is what you always get back. And yeah, you always see those people, you're like, they don't deserve that. Like they didn't even work hard. They're not even a good person. But ultimately it doesn't really matter what everybody else is doing. And that's something that I've definitely had to learn. And I think that's helped me gain the success that I have is to not be too involved in everyone else's successes or opinions. So what advice would you give someone who wants to be the next Jade? For me, I think what has actually really like set me apart is I really embrace the story of it because people don't want to just watch for entertainment. They want to feel something. That's ultimately what we do. We do everything to feel something. We eat to feel full. We watch certain things to get a certain emotion out. And for me, I really embrace the storyline of it. And I think what has set me apart from maybe other dancers, and I I can't really speak for everybody else because I don't know what they're thinking when they're dancing, but I'm really trying to be like honest when I'm dancing. And whether that's like a, a fun dance, I'm trying to tap into that, a great memory or something like that. And for me, I, I never just put out content because I need it. I really want it to be because I'm inspired by it or I feel like it could help somebody. And I don't just take classes that are be- because they're filmed. Like I'll take certain classes that I really enjoy and I connect with and I can learn something from. So I, I think that the difference between... I don't know. It's hard because I, I, there's so many amazing dancers that deserve all the light and. But you're and definitely different. Following. You're definitely. I mean, there's a difference between you and a lot of the dancers. There's a reason why you're getting booked on things that others aren't. And it, I'm not knocking anyone, but there's something. I honestly think it's that I'm not trying to be anybody else. Yeah, you're and super authentic. I mean, you. it it comes across in all of your content. You're never trying to be the cool girl, which I really, no, but I you are, but you are. I think that's what's so cool about you. I saw what's so cool about you. Like, no, but like, seriously, I think that's what people really love authenticity and you no, can't fake sure. that. And I think with social media, there's like a certain stigma that you have to be something. You have to be a certain person to be a social media influencer or what do you think that person is that people think they have to be you have to be perfect they don't want to see that you're silly they want to see that you have you're pretty and you're always put together and you you only do this and you there's certain lanes like i'm the funny person or i'm that pretty person or i'm this person or i'm the you know like there's so many different categories but like i think i'm all of those things combined and i can be all of those things combined and and I did realize for a while that after my videos were posted, like I have this alter ego when I dance. I call her Jade. It's not actually Jade. Um, because I get really serious when the music comes on because I'm so inspired by music. I love music. And that's why I think I love dancing so much is because I love the feeling that I get when listening to it. And I want to portray that with movement. You've done choreography for so many people. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite 
It's hard to say. Um, wow, I really, really love Tinashe. Hmm. I love Tinashe. She inspires me so much, and she's a dancer. Tinashe was the very first artist that ever gave me a chance as a choreographer. She found me on Instagram, which is so funny. I love this. Because she never would have found me if I didn't create my own social media and utilize my platform. You know, my my classes were my home, and it was what I loved to do. I loved to choreograph, film it, put it on YouTube, inspire people, and then organically, Tinashe saw my work. And she hit me up one day. She's like, hey, Jojo Gomez, do you want to choreograph my next music video? I thought it was a joke. Couldn't believe it. I will say, I didn't realize how big the world of dance was on Instagram until we started booking people for this show. I'm like, oh my God, there are so many dancers on Instagram who have millions and millions of yeah. followers. And every day or every other day, it seems like they're putting out top, very top quality dance videos on their Instagram or on their YouTubes. Not all of them have as many followers as you, but people are taking it really seriously yeah. and they have a ton of followers. So how did she find you in this sea of dancers and choreographers? Honestly, I was very consistent with my content on my social media because I feel like dance has become so universal now because of social media. And now dancers are treating their Instagrams as their resumes mm. and almost like an opportunity for potential work. So the more that you post and the more consistent that you are with it, the more that these you know, executives, directors, these artists will be able to find you and see your work. Because back then it was more about word of mouth to get hired mm -hmm. or to go to auditions and then get validated. But now... You can have control of your own platform and your own artistry and talents, and you can get recognized just based off of that. And I think that's so fly, and that's what I was doing. I was just having fun with my social media, being very consistent, believing in my art, and putting it out there in an authentic way. And then that was read by Tanache. I, I, love I was that. just uploading a whole bunch of videos to her songs, and she saw it. And she thought my work was really dope. And she hit me up asking me to choreograph her next music video. And honestly, if I sat around and just prayed for it and I just went about it the cookie cutter route, waiting for it and waiting for my mentor to tell me when it was the right time. Or your manager to book right. the job or like your if, agent to find the opportunity. Yeah, if I, if I wasn't my own boss and if I wasn't my own entity, Tanache wouldn't have reached out to me. What advice would you guys give someone who wants to follow in your footsteps, a young dancer, maybe a lesson you learned along the way that you wish you had known or something that you just have done the whole way through? Yeah, honestly, the main thing, I know everyone says it, but it's just to continue to stay true to who you are because the moment you try to be someone else, no one's going to want to listen to what you have to say. Everyone is put on this earth for a reason and everyone has their different reason and different paths. And I think it's really important to... Uh, just be who you are and not care what anybody else thinks because as long as you're happy and you're doing what you, you love to do, that's that's all that really truly matters. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, anything, either if it is sports, if it's dancing, if it's singing, if it's acting, if you don't truly love it, then it's never going to last, I feel like. I feel like you have to continue with a certain passion and a certain love that comes from yourself. You can't expect it from anyone else. So you have to truly love something in order to continue it and pursue it. Because I feel like I live by this where, you know, where there is love, there is life. So I just feel like thinking about that when it comes to dancing, when it comes to just being with people, that's where you truly discover success. Well, that was really good advice from both of you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing those nuggets of wisdom. And obviously you guys are living it. You're not just saying it because it's quote worthy. I feel <laughs> like throughout this entire interview, the common thread has been authenticity. And both of you have done that. It's worked you. in your Thank favor. You. It's going to continue to work <laughs> in your favor. Big, big things are happening. Call me when you go to the Oscars. Yeah. Do not yeah, forget the little people. Yeah. Oh my God. Come here so I can just look at the statue. But we really appreciated having you guys oh, here. Thank, thank you. you so much for having us. Make sure you definitely stop 
by again. Yes. Yes. I have a feeling this is to. not the last we're going to oh, be hearing. I hope, I hope not. I hope yeah. Not. All right. Well, yeah. have a good rest of the day. We hope you Thank guys you. enjoyed right. this interview. Yes. Make sure to check out Casey and Sean's YouTube channel. Hey. Together. I'm sure they'll be on 50 other music videos, <laughs> shows, and films at your local theater. So just, you no, know, anywhere theaters. you want to look, they'll be there. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh, I'm scared too. for our future, but you give me a little bit of hope. Oh, thank you. I'm trying. That's <laughs> the goal. But yeah, so congrats on everything you have going on. Make sure you come back in a year when you've booked that like next Avengers when they decide to redo it, even though they said they wouldn't and they will, and you'll be the lead. They redo everything. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Thank but yeah, you so thank much. you so much for stopping by. I mean, I feel like we just so much. Yeah, I talked a lot. But it was good. Like a a different like. No, no. It was a (laughs) gift from God. Like so many good nuggets. Lots of good content. Oh, God. We hope you guys enjoyed. Jade, say your last name for us one more time. Jade Shanoff. Did you get that, guys? It's Shanoff. It's not So don't mess it up on my watch. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next time. Or listen or hear. I don't even know. I'm so not used to not being on camera. I'm like, I'll see you. But I won't see you. Anyway, bye. Bye. (laughs) Be you love the ups and the downs and just keep your head up high and just go for it love that you have so many big things going on in your life Thank please you. come back when you do that billy yes. eilish collab oh that'd be so fly <laughs> so i'm just gonna put it out there you're both gonna sit across because i selfishly would love to interview her too so yes. we're gonna do a fun interview all three of us next time i would I think love it's gonna that. happen hey Thank we're putting you. it out there right Yes. All right, guys. So uh, next time JoJo's here, she'll be with Billie Eilish. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm really excited to continue to follow your journey. I I know big, big things are whatever you decide to do is around the corner. So Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. JoJo Gomez. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Behind the Influence is a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.